Welcome to Branching Out of the Empty Nest. I am your host, Zoana Price, and we are the resource for new and seasoned empty nesters. We discuss health, wealth, relationships, taking care of aging parents, downsizing, making new friends, enjoying life, and so much more. And remember, you don't have to be a parent to be an empty nester. You can be a relative, a neighbor, a teacher, a friend, anyone who's played a significant role in a child's life, and now that child has left the nest. The information we provide on the show is also for you. We are in part six in our series about taking care of your aging parents and getting your parents' affairs in order. This is the last part in our series. We are speaking today with Paulette Smith, who is a retirement specialist. And on today's show, we are going to discuss how to finance long-term care for your parents. The goal is that you don't have to dip into your retirement funds to pay for their care. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome back to the show again, Paulette. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very glad to be here. And what we're going to talk about today is extremely important because remember, empty nesters, we're trying to keep your money in your pocket. Absolutely. It's very important. So remember, it's up to you to protect your retirement while caring for the elders in your family. We have been discussing the things that we all need to consider when preparing for retirement and having a long-term care strategy is at the head of the line. Now, let's recap quickly about some of the things we've been going over uh, in the last few episodes. We have discussed in previous podcasts how sudden medical situations can harm your parents and your financial future. We have discussed how, because you are younger, you can protect your retirement, you can protect your savings, you can protect your investments by having a long-term care insurance policy as part of your overall investment and retirement strategy. And if you are between the ages of 45 and 64, you should be working on this now. If you can't do it now, you should be gathering the information now and then do it as soon as you can. Now, I'm here to help you with that, and I invite you to call me at 770-885-6329 so that we can work on your strategy. You work on your strategy before you get the money to do the strategy, to implement the strategy. It's very important. Yes. We discussed how your parents will not be able to get a long-term care policy for the terms and the cost that you will be offered. Now, we know there's a reason for this, and, and the reason is because of your parents' age and sometimes their health. A 70-year-old is not going to get the same prices as a 40-year-old. That's just not going to happen in the insurance world. As you remember, we discussed the fact that negative long-term care situations usually occur fast. That's something we like to forget. But that mm-hmm. does happen. It's fast. And people say, right. what do you mean fast? Well, it's usually after the elderly person has had a medical emergency, such as a stroke, a heart attack, or a fall. Right. And everything around the whole family is just going nuts and crazy, okay? You, as their relative, must be able to handle the situation fast. The faster you handle the situation, the less money you will spend and the less frustration you'll have. Now, I'm going to repeat that. The faster (laughs) you're in position to handle the situation, the less money you will spend and the less frustration you will have. 
Now, today, we will talk about how to piece together services for the older and sometimes younger people who do do not qualify for a long-term care policy. See, for an empty nester, a young, especially somebody between the ages of 45 and 55, Mm This is not that hard. It's just, a, you know, you see your your agent and they put they, they look at all the long term care policies that are there that are available in your state and they bring them to you and you make a decision. When right. you are older, things cost more. Right. You have more illnesses or if you're a handicapped person and you're younger, all of these are going to cost more. Not only will the insurance cost more, but all the things that if you don't find the right resources fast All the things you do will cost more, okay? Okay. So, you know, the people, some people don't qualify for a long-term care policy, but they still need the services. Right. Start this work and research and get a handle on where to find services for your parents. So instead of spending your own long-term care journey money on your parents, you're going to spend it on you. What are some of the reasons your elder may not want to talk about long-term care? Well, there are several reasons. And and seven of them come to mind, but there are many more than seven. If you're in a family and these seven don't apply to you, I know you'll think about it and you'll figure eighth, ninth, and tenth do, okay? Well, we'll go over the first seven, okay? Their health. Sometimes your parent is in poor health. And they may not want you to know. They probably don't want you to know well, at yes. all. <laughs> yes. Especially yeah. if you live in another city. Right. Then you call them and say, oh, everything is fine. Absolutely. And, fine. Yeah, everything's fine. You know, and then you find out three days later they've had a stroke. Right. Or they had breast cancer. or so, yeah, And you go like, but you didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to bother you. Especially if it's a son. I, you got your own family. I don't want to bother. Wow. Well, you know, that's so why true. they don't want to. De- they, that's why I don't want to discuss it. You know. Mm-hmm. So you have to, as we talked about uh, in another podcast, find out what's wrong with him. And if you remember, in our very first, very first podcast, we talked about getting a box together for their emergency. Yep. <laughs> that was a sneaky, underhanded <laughs> little way of finding out what was wrong with them. Well, you know, Mother's Day and Father's Day are over now, okay? Mm -hmm. But you still need to find out uh, what type of Medicare they have. And you need to get their booklets. Okay. You know, and that's the summary of benefits for their Medicare plan. Mm -hmm. And you need to have any type of other thing that will give you an idea. Then you will know what their health situation is. Right. And then from there, you can gauge whether they can qualify for long-term care. True. Or not. You know, a, a policy, I'm sorry. You know, they called. Now, this is what normally happens. They saw something on TV. Mm-hmm. So they called in about long-term care. They didn't like the price. Right. Now, they have the money and they have the asset and they can cover the cost, but they don't want to do it. <laughs> okay. What <laughs> what I get from some of the elders I work with was, I don't want to pay for that. I want to leave. I don't want to uh, uh, get a second mortgage on my house. I don't want to do this because I want to leave them the house free and clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, the your asset is now something that needs to take care of you. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to tell some people mm-hmm. that the asset they have is supposed to take care of them. They're right. not thinking about it like that, okay? Yeah. They mistakenly feel that Medicare will pay for long-term care. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that uh, my fellow Medicare practitioners and I have all said it long enough, loud enough, so the people know Medicare doesn't pay for everything. Right. You know, you may get 20 to 100 days out of Medicare, and that's it. You're just not, you know, unless you're on Medicaid, that's an entirely different story. But regular Medicare, no, okay? Here's another one. Many middle-class people secretly know 
that they will have to spend on their assets to qualify for Medicaid, and the thought makes them feel like a failure. Wow. Okay. What they're not understanding is the world has changed. Mm -hmm. In the 40s and in the 50s, we had different structures and different situations. And yes, in in the 50s or maybe even the 60s or 70s, you should have been ashamed Mm -hmm. if you hadn't gotten it together. But now it's different. Things have changed so swiftly between the 80s and now. And most of those things that have happened have not been good for older people, Mm -hmm. older people trying to save and do the right thing. So they may be in a situation where it's a bad situation and it just wasn't their fault. So part of getting it together for them is having some compassion on, you know, the baby boomers out there. We right. have some <laughs> compassion on us, okay? Right. Now, there may be apprehensiveness about strangers coming into their homes to take care of them. Yep. Oh, uh, I don't want that. I don't know them. I, you know, I, you know, Very set in I, their ways. Yes, I want Sadie from the church to come mm. take care of me. Some seniors don't even wish to get to know new people. Mm. They don't some want to know their family. Well, <laughs> some don't want their family around yeah, either. And thought about so. this. Okay. <laughs> they want, but some want family members to take care of them. And when these se- se- seniors learn that some of the uh, home benefits provided to seniors will only come through a licensed professional. Mm -hmm. And they realize those licensed professionals are not their relatives. Right. Or may not look like them. Mm -hmm. Or may not be from their their area, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, They say no to the service. Wow. Rather than have this person come in here, you know, Mm. I don't like their haircut, I don't like their tattoos, they're scaring me. Wow. I don't want, you know, and the person is a perfectly good person to provide the service, okay? Mm -hmm. And they say, no, I don't want them around me. Wow, they're just setting their ways. They're like, setting their not. ways and not going to do it. And, you know, for some folks, any type of planning, Medicare planning, insurance planning, long-term care planning, reminds them of death. Mm. Their own, to be specific, their okay. own death, okay? Some people are just fearful. Some folks are just terrified of any kind of change. Wow. You know, as an empty nester, you cannot mm-hmm. allow the older person's terror to stop the process of getting them good care in ways that cost you as little as possible. What are some of the ways we can help prepare the older person for the care they will need? Well, you know, I, I came up with some, but there's there's many. There, there's a whole bunch, and I'm going to tell you how to find them in just a minute. But one of the things that really is the hardest thing to do, because I get this from a lot of empty nesters, decide what you are willing and able to do. Decide what you are not going to do. Because, see, a lot of people have made these deathbed promises, okay? Well, you never put me here, or you never do that, or you're never going to do... And by making that promise, they endanger everybody else that they're supposed to be taking care of. If you tell Aunt Sadie that you will never send her to a home, you don't know what she envisions as a home. A home, to her, may be those horrible places that we knew about in the 50s. Right. It's it's, It's not the... Independent living. Some people don't even mm-hmm. want to go to an independent living apartment, hmm. you know, and those are really nice. Some right. of them are really nice, but they don't want to be there. They want to be in somebody else's house. Right. Okay. They want to be comfortable. Preferably yours. Okay? Right. <laughs> the way it goes. Okay. And so the, the thing is, you have to decide what you're willing and able to do. Mm-hmm. You can't take everyone into your home, okay, for, for physical reasons, emotional reasons, spiritual reasons. Or financial reasons, especially if you have children that they may be empty nesters. You may they may be 
gone off to college, but they're coming home back and forth. Mm -hmm. Who lived there first? Maybe if you have a spouse, that person that you need to take care of, maybe they don't quite gel with that spouse. That's true. So what do you do, okay? You know, how far are you willing to go? And how much can you realistically afford to spend to help your relative? You want to help them maintain their dignity without going broke yourself. That is extremely important. You have to be realistic. And you, and, and you are, at now, as an empty nester, your children can still be gone. But they will still, you may still have to financially help them. They're gone. But they mean, you never know when they're going to need some it help. It never stops. <laughs> it never <laughs> stops. Okay. Okay. Now, think about, do you have any debts for you that are overwhelming you? Already, some of you went back to school mm-hmm. to get a master's degree, and you're still paying for it. Yeah. Or some people have started businesses. So and they're still paying for that, it, yeah. okay? <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, the thing is you have to decide how far you're willing to go. And, you know, I can, I can remember. Now, my, my mother lived with my brother, uh, and it worked very well for her. But at one time, she was talking about living with me, and, and her thing was, well, you can stop what you're doing, and, and we can go to the, the, the senior center. <laughs> Well, the seniors say we can. She was a crocheter and knitter. Mm-hmm. I never crocheted. I'm horrible at knitting. Um, the senior center, center didn't work out for me. Okay, and she was telling me this when I was 55. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I knew that was a lifestyle I wasn't going to lead. Mm-hmm. So I knew that staying with my brother was, and that could she could have all those things there was going to be more fun for her. And it's not that nobody could take care. We both could take care of her. Right. And she didn't. Frankly, my mother didn't need taken care of. But the social things that she needed, we're going to talk about some of these social things. It's mm-hmm. not just about money. Right. The, the senior has to have a life, okay? Absolutely. And you don't want the life that they have to ruin yours. Absolutely okay? not. Okay? <laughs> and so, you know, number two, I say take an in-depth, real hard look at your finances. My colleagues and I offer a personal financial strategy, strategy process that helps many empty nesters look at their financial situations as we attempt to help them prepare for retirement. Now, we include money to be spent on elders in that process. That's they right. should be in your, your budget, okay? Absolutely. And then you need to, here's the big one, talk with your siblings about who is willing to do what, Ooh. but worse still, <laughs> who is willing to spend what? Right. Easier said than done. I know. I know. That is so, <laughs> hard so terribly hard because I have had, I have seen people who wanted to take mom or grandma in because they thought they were going to get paid. Mm. And when they realized that there was no government entity that was mm-hmm. going to pay them at that particular time. Right. Okay. And some states may do it. I don't because this is going all across the land. So we don't know what how, what your state is like. But this was in a state where they definitely didn't do it. Okay. And at that time, the feds definitely didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when this person found out, well, suddenly she didn't want to take care of her mother. Oh, anymore. wow. Okay. You know, so see, it's you know, it, it it there's so many th- and and I think the siblings were shocked when they found out. You know, mm-hmm. well, we thought it was because of altruistic situations. No, it wasn't. It was because you know I'm doing this for some money. So when you talk to your siblings, you may find out that they have different 
ideas mm -hmm. than you do, you may find out now, this is a big one, that their spouses oh. have different <laughs> ideas. Because, you know, remember, if you're an empty nester, you're going to probably have a spouse, uh, not a spouse, but a brother or sister that has a spouse, mm -hmm. okay? And how mom, who is her in-law or his in-law, is handled is, is important to them. Mm -hmm. So the, you know, the worst cases that I've seen are cases where the guys say, y'all take care of the mom, and the mom is extremely sick, and the wife winds up doing it. Right, you know, I can see that. that yes. can be, you know, but I've seen some situations where the sons were perfect. The sons didn't live with their moms, or some stopped and moved in with their moms mm -hmm. and took care of their moms until death. Okay, so you don't know. You right. don't know what's going on between a child and a parent. Now you want to talk to the siblings. Even if your parents refuse to give you guys any information. Mm. <laughs> In fact, I'll repeat wow. this. You want to talk to your siblings even if your parents refuse to give you information, and that's important, yeah. okay? Now, the thing is, where you get your book and where you get this information and where you get all the conversations, what did I say? I talked about her in the second uh, uh, um, podcast, and I haven't even met this person. Her name is Cameron Huddleston. She's going to like me because I think I'm selling her books. <laughs> But she shows you how to weigh these factors in her book, Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk. Now, I purchased it for less than $30 at Amazon, okay. okay? And I'm saying you need to be realistic with yourself or your parent. And if you're not realistic with them, you have hurt them. Mm. What happens when we finally accept that our parents cannot afford long-term care or can't qualify due to health problems. Ah, uh, this is going to be in most cases. Mm -hmm. Okay, if we're talking about people who are 70 and 80, once you know that the parent cannot qualify for long-term care as a policy, as an insurance policy, please begin some of the activities we talked about in earlier podcasts. Remember, most older people want to be cared for at home, mm -hmm. whether it's your home or their own home. Now, if it's going to be your home or their own home, you must have some resources. And I'm going to go through some resources okay. for you, okay? Physical resources may be needed. Uh, what a few changes make your home easier and safer to live in, yours or theirs, wherever that older person is going to be. Think about things like a ramp uh, at the front door, grab bars, a shower uh, for the tub or shower, non-skid floors, more consider uh, comfortable handles on the doors and on the faucets, and better insulation. That sounds really expensive. Sounds like we're nickel and diming you, doesn't it, empty nesters? Well, you might be able to get some help paying for these changes, depending on the city or the suburb you live in, your zip code, okay? Check with your local area agency on aging. Every city has one. Every big city has one. Atlanta has one. Uh, New Orleans has one. In New Orleans, it's called the Council on Aging. Uh, in Atlanta, it's called something else. But it is. But you have an area agency on aging. There is a state housing finance agency. Every state has one of those. The, all the states have welfare departments, and they all have community development uh, groups or the federal government. You look through all those. I would just throw all of those in Google mm -hmm. and see what comes up. I need help with mom and dad with long-term care okay. uh, services. Don't say long. I, I need help paying for long-term care because they'll send you to get a policy, and you know the par parents can't afford that. But you want to have them send you someplace where you'll get services. Services, hopefully, at no cost for you. Now, there, there's usually, if your parent has Medicare, uh, Advantage Part C, 
a lot of the policies provide over-the-counter benefits, you know, and this is not something that they are that they have to do, says the federal government. They do that because they're good companies, okay? Uh, and the the provide equipment at cost is usually not high, okay? And that's like those handlebars and grips. They send you a book, and every quarter you can uh, apply to get this, and it comes to your house. Oh, nice. So, but okay. see, most empty nesters don't know know that right. because mommy doesn't show them her Medicare. Right. Okay. You're not thinking about that. Yeah, that's right. the whole reason you want her her a summary of benefits her sob summary mm-hmm. of benefits okay now uh, you want to check the evidence of coverage that your elder has with Medicare okay and you will find many benefits from hearing aids to personal response systems that prevent falls and you know what that is I fall and I can't get up those mm-hmm. kind of okay and uh, here's the good part you do not have to be on Medicaid to get some of those things so that you, the empty nester, you know, are being asked to provide. Well, son, I need this, or daughter, I need this. Well, let's look and see if you can get it. Make the list Mm -hmm. and see if you can get it from these places first. And if you can get it from there, then you're not paying for it, okay? You know, and it's whether you live in your home or whether they live in in their home or yours, okay? Okay. But suppose you need a more complex service. You may need to have someone sit with your elder while you're at work, you know, and you want to not adjust your work hours or quit work because that's going to really affect your retirement badly. We are not talking about the millions of baby boomers who go to senior citizen centers every day all over America. We're not talking about people like me who may own a business and we go, we get out and we do things, okay? No, we're not talking about them at all. These activities are usually not very taxing to an empty nester's pocketbook Mm -hmm. because mom is up and out and doing her thing, okay? Now, here it is. If elders, the elders who have movement, I mean chronic movement issues, I don't mean just being on a cane, I mean chronic movement issues, or they become physically ill or becoming overly forgetful, those are the ones who can break your bank. Helping those, you know, you want to make sure that the services that, uh, w- uh, will not break your budget, and they will break your budget if you do not plan. Will your parent need care while you are at work? In some instances, they do. And one of the good places to send is to find an adult daycare center uh, in your area. Uh, Adult daycare outside the home is sometimes available for older people who need care helping for themselves. Now, this isn't the daily center where people are, you know, ambulatory. They can go here. No, these are people who may have some memory issues. Uh, The daycare center can pick your parent up and bring your parent home. That's what they do, okay? And in, in 2019, before the pandemic, I was asked to evaluate an adult daycare class in my county for persons experiencing memory loss. And I was very shocked. I, I didn't even know they had those because I didn't have anybody in my family that needed it. You know, my dad had died and my mother was fine. I mean, she could run anything. She's really good at it. So we didn't have any, any situations there. And so I, I went. I just went because a friend asked me. She was running the daycare center. And the care provided was specific, helpful, and compassionate. 
Now, I tell people to check in your area. Some services are providing on a sliding income scale, and you don't have to be impoverished to receive them. Now, why that's important is, remember, when I talk to Medicare people, people getting Medicare, they are so upset about everything going to certain segments of the population. It's, well, I don't get food. I don't get over the... Ca-. They're so upset, okay? Wow. And they figure, I've been paying in all this long, and what, I'm get, what am I going to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Well, in some of the instances, the things that I'm talking about now come on a sliding scale, okay. and you don't have to be on Medicaid. Nice. So okay. this might be something that you look at, and it depends on your state. I'm going to tell you, it depends on your county mm-hmm. in many instances. So the one that I went to, the adult daycare center that I checked out, was in DeKalb County, mm-hmm. okay? I'm sure there's some in Gwinnett, okay? Right. But I don't know about them, you know, but I would tell people you get on the internet, Google adult daycare. What are some other sources for help? I See, I was just getting ready to run into that before you stop me. That's good. Um, other sources of help. Learn about community and local government resources. Learn about the services in your community that your health care providers and social workers may have suggestions for. The local area agency on aging, your local state offices on aging services, and because this is a national broadcast, mm-hmm. I'll mention the tribal organizations. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't even know if we have any in Georgia. We probably do. You know, I'd be willing to bet we do. Mm-hmm. But you talk to these people and see if they have a list of services. Some churches have services. That blew my mind, okay? And some of your larger churches in town have services. They have food services. They have other things. So if you belong to a religious group, talk with the clergy or check with his local office. Sometimes the pastor doesn't know because he's passed that off to the church secretary. And she knows, okay, (laughs) church secretaries are really important. And, you know, you want to go to the local office of your church or any place that has senior services to offer. Now, the next thing you want to do is you want to go check and make sure that your person is or is not a veteran. Mm. If they're not a veteran, well, you know, okay, this won't apply to you. But if they are a veteran, the U.S. Government uh, uh, Veterans Affairs provides coverage for long-term care at a facility or at a home for some veterans. If your family member or relative is eligible for for veterans' benefits, check with the VA and get in touch with the VA Medical Center near you. I did not know that. I think this is wonderful. That's great okay. information. You know, uh, uh, there could be a waiting list. Usually, I'm going to tell you, when something is free or don't cost, there is a waiting list. Always a waiting list. Okay. Now, to learn more about VA health benefits, call 877-222-222. 8387. Now, Zoana will have those in her show notes. Okay, her show notes. Okay. And it says you look at the Veterans Healthcare website. They, they, they have a caregiver help site. I mean, they're really going strong. Okay. And then you have the National Council on Aging. And that's, I love that. They have a benefits checkup. Now, yes, some of you can get your benefits checkup through your Medicare group. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've tried that before. I like this better because they ask you less questions about who you are. I tried to get benefits for some uh, a lady one time, and I couldn't get it because I was not the beneficiary of that Medicare plan. 
Okay. Had I known, this was a long time ago, I could go directly to benefits checkup. Right. I would have gotten it through. <laughs> yeah, I would have done that, but I did not know that. So that is a, another one that uh, Zoana is going to put in the chat. Yep, and it's benefitscheckup.org. And they also have one.gov. Okay. And she's going to have that. Now, here are other ways for your elders' uh, care to be taken care of over a long term. and But they involve your investigation, but not your pocketbook, okay? And what are they? First thing you do is check to see how many life insurance policies they have that are over $100,000. Are you crazy, Paulette? Why? Why am I getting... Well, they have insurance, and, 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 and if it's more than... If they have more than one policy, they have one that will pay off you know, their final needs that help the family, but they may have another one that they've had for a while and they don't need that much life insurance anymore, okay? Selling the policy to pay for daily care of the elderly. You may be able to save that, to sell that policy. And there are people on television. I don't normally tell people to go to television, but there are uh, companies, there is a company on TV that buys life insurance policies. Now, you don't want to sell the only life insurance policy right. they have. That's not smart. But I know people who've worked for large companies and mm -hmm. they've had more than one, you know. Okay. So that works. You know, as we discussed in an earlier podcast, if the elder is living at home, in the home they own, you may wish to explore reverse mortgage processes, okay, or a line of credit. Now, that may take a lot of talking to, mm -hmm. you know, I just paid off my house and I don't want to get another mortgage. Well, you might want to sit down and talk yourself with the reverse mortgage people and the bank people on these types of loans mm -hmm. before you even talk to your parent. Okay. Okay, because there may be some very good things about it. There may be some very bad things about it, but you know your parent well enough to know what has a chance of being listened to right. and what has a chance of getting you booted out the door, mm -hmm. okay? But you need to find that out. Like I said, investigation and explore before right. 